Welcome to an episode of Meredith with a Y. I am your host, Meredith Willett. And today I'm going to be talking about limiting beliefs. So if you're feeling stuck or that you're not where you want to be in life, take a listen to this episode today. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willett. Today we are going to go deep changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Limiting beliefs, self-limiting beliefs. What exactly am I talking about? Well, I got to tell you, I am the queen. I have been the queen of self-limiting beliefs. It's bizarre to me, but it is what it is. And as soon as you find out what the hell you're doing, it's the first step in the right direction of getting out of it, right? So in my life up until I was probably, geez, 40, I don't know, 47 years old, the self-limiting belief or the self-view that I had of me was my ability to make roughly $30,000 a year. That is what I had done. That was the parameters of my life for me as a person, as an individual, as a woman. I had no parameters based on like being a mom or a wife or my capabilities. But for whatever reason, because of society and a paycheck and jobs, I really just had no, I don't know, exposure to women that made a ton of money. Most of the women in my life, most of the women around me were either stay-at-home moms or clocked in at a lower income. And so me having women around me that made, I don't know, 100,000, 200,000, 400,000, a million dollars a year just wasn't in my view range. It just didn't exist. At least I didn't know about them. They probably were around, but you know, it would maybe be what the realtor, maybe a friend of a friend was a, a female doctor, um, but they were very few and far between where I grew up. And so when I started my career as a car salesperson, not for nothing, but I did the very bare minimum because I was 19 years old, 20 years old. And so, you know, I didn't really have the understanding of how to be successful. I saw guys doing it, but it just seemed really out of my reach. And being a mom, a good mom, a successful mom, a successful wife, having a husband, being a homemaker, those things were really in my wheelhouse. I knew how to do that. There were plenty of examples around me of how to be a good housewife, mom, mother, or bad. And so I could see those things in very real time. And because of these experiences or lack of experiences, things like successful women were very out of my reach. It seemed something that was not attainable. And so as I started my career as a spiritual intuitive life coach, a psychic medium, it was very difficult for me to be able to charge a lot of money, regardless how good I am at what I do until of course I went to Costa Rica. Now I was charging 
$170 an hour, which sounds like a lot of money. And it really is. Unfortunately, you can't do this job eight hours a day. You would be dragging your carcass to bed every night, incapable of moving because of the amount of focus and energy that it does take to be 1 billion percent focused and on for an hour. And so because of this, three maybe a stretch five appointments a day is all that I could do. And because of the fact that I am still a mom and a wife and a homemaker and a person that wants to have a life, really doing it five days a week would be physically, emotionally, mentally, in my opinion, impossible to do. And so I might make a lot of money per hour, but my ability to work 40 hours a week, is, not, is that's just not possible. So it's not as in line with what you might think it is. As far as, wow, Meredith, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money per hour, but I can't work 40 hours. I'd be dead. So if you want to keep hearing my podcast, I can't do it. So anyways, there was all these self-limiting you know, limiting beliefs. I have to work 40 hours a week. I have to work 20 hours a week. I can't charge very much. People won't pay me for what I do. That's too much. I wouldn't pay that. I'll never make that kind of money a year. I will never be able to support my family on what I do. And what I've learned is that none of that is true. None of it. These are all beliefs that I have held based on society, my experiences growing up, what I was exposed to. And when I moved to Chicago, a lot of this started to shift. And I also joined Hey Mama, which is a women's group. If any women out there listening to this are entrepreneurs or starting a business, anything like that, I would highly suggest you join Hey Mama. Tell them I sent you. Because what it did exposed me to women who previously had been outside of my vantage point. I, I had no exposure to women who had started business, who had created products that were mass produced with written, you know, best-selling authors, uh, were on Good Morning America or the Today Show, whatever. All these things that seemed so beyond my reach now all of a sudden seemed very, very normal. I was on the same page as them. I was on the same email uh, chain as them as, as huge industry leaders that you would know by name, purses and fashion that you see at Nordstrom. I'm on an email chain with them. Very successful people. And I am part and parcel with all of them. They're sharing their knowledge. You got to have a product. You can't get on Good Morning America with just a pro, you know, just a, a service. So I created the podcast. I created classes that people could purchase. I'm writing my book so that I could be on Good Morning America, so I could be on the Today Show, so I have something to sell that creates passive income. These women sharing their secrets of how they got where they are with me. And so 
that was the beginning. Surrounding myself uh, with women of my community that are moms and wives, but are also rheumatologists and heads of the HR, authors, you name it, brain surgeons, high-powered attorneys, all sitting on the sidelines with me at a little league game with their very presence whispering, you can do this. You can do this too. Just their very presence, them telling the story, leveled me up. Let me know you can do all the things. It's okay. We believe in you. It's in you, Meredith. And they never had to even say it. Being in a mentorship program with a woman who is a very successful news reporter in in New York who's interviewed all of the latest presidents and, and covered some of the biggest stories in New York City on a Zoom call with me every other week, leveled me up to take the risk and start my TikTok account. Uncomfortable, new, exciting, scary, intimidating, frustrating, but unbelievably opened my eyes. This is why mentorship is so important. This is why exposure for your kids and yourself to other lives and other communities and other ways of living and being able to dream big. It's why it's so important. If you just live inside of your bubble, if you just have your kids living inside of the parameters of where you live, if you tell your kids the story of those rich people, those CEOs, granted, some of them are major turds, don't get me wrong, but if we always create people that are successful as the other or the ones over there, the very people that you're raising that you want to have a really good life and take care of themselves and reach for their dreams you're creating a ceiling just with your words that that is out of reach for people like us because you're a woman, you're a girl, you grew up poor, you're not educated, whatever. So when I was on my trip in Costa Rica, everyone challenged me and said, you should be charging more money. And at first it was really scary. And they said, a lot of other, you know, challenging things about when I would say things like, well, I can't do something. Well, why? I don't know. Well, then you can. Well, uh, e, uh, oh, right. Then you like, wait, where's the lie in this? Where's the lie coming from? A lot of times we have dreams. A lot of times we have goals in life. A lot of times we have ideas of what we want for our life. But between us and those dreams and goals, so often there is a moat that surrounds either us or the dream. And that water that is between us and our dream seems like it's filled with every scary monster under the sun that will make it impossible for us to reach that. The unknown the what if, the failure, the never-ending story of I'm not good enough, 
that's not for people like me. Some of the most successful people in this world are literally the most oblivious who just didn't even think that they could fail. They were just oblivious to failure. They're oblivious to doubt, self-limiting beliefs. They're oblivious. They just, you ever see someone and you're just like, how in the hell are they successful? They can't get themselves out of a goddamn paper bag. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't have the thing. They don't have the voice over and over in their head. Go back to the first episodes of the voice in your head. Go back to the first season. They don't have that voice telling them, oh, yeah, you can never do this. Your mother was a stay-at-home mom. Your dad's a cop. You don't have a chance. You come from the wrong side of the tracks. That voice right there, that voice that keeps us small, that you don't have an education, you don't have the right connections, you don't have the right shoes, you'll never finish a book, you don't have enough time. The lies, the self-limiting lies Exposure is huge, people. Exposure to people and experiences. That's why it's so important that your kids do like internships. Because when you're, when you're little, when you're young, everything seems out of reach. Unless you're clueless and you're like, well, yeah, I could be president of the United States. Yeah, I could be a CEO of BP Oil. Sometimes it takes people that are... <laughs> so clueless that they don't have that self-limiting belief. They truly believe, well, of course I can. Of course I could be an actress. Of course I could move out to LA and kill it. So what do you do? What do you do when there's a moat so deep and so wide around the things that are out there? Sometimes to the point where you don't even know that you have a goal or a dream. You don't even know that it's possible to have a goal or a dream. One of my dreams came through, it would be a past life regression. However, upon further review, it was actually a future, a future vision of me speaking on stage. And I was being driven to backstage in this arena on a golf cart. So I was actually given my dream because I'll be perfectly honest with you. I probably would have never dreamed that big. Me on a golf cart? Miss Willits, we're here. We're backstage. They're waiting for you. I would have never dreamed that big. I would have never dreamed that I'd be the top 2% of all podcasts in the world as we speak. The top 2% of all the podcasts in the world. I would have never dreamed that big. I would have never dreamed that I would have a career doing what I love, helping people, actually making money, good money, real money. I would have never dreamed that I'd be in the process of writing a book. That moat was wide, guys. But the more I shut down the voice in my head, the liar, that tells me that I'm not enough, that I'll never be good enough. I'll never get there. The, I mean, just even saying it makes my stomach sick. 
the more I shut that voice down, that horrible liar, the more the good stuff's able to come through. When I see a self-limiting belief, and let me tell you what, having this conversation with your partner, with your kids, sometimes even with your parents, with friends, when they say stuff like, well, my kid will never make it to the majors. Well, that's a self-limiting belief. Well, my kid will never get accepted into that college. Well, there's a self-limiting belief. There's some shit you're putting on your kid. Pay attention to what you're talking about. Pay attention to the vibration that you're aligning yourself with. I can't. I can't. I'm to the point now where I, I'm just, I just assume freaking ass everything's possible. Everything. Literally everything is possible. Literally Oprah Winfrey could call me at the end of this podcast and be like, hey, we need you on set. And I am her girl. I'm ready for that. Why not me? Why not me? Why not you? Why not your kids or your partners or your friends? Why not? When I first started TikTok and I had, I don't even know, 300 followers, which was probably, you know, a few people I knew, who knows? I remember sitting there in Florida. I had gotten a thousand followers. Brock and I did a video together, literally asking for a thousand followers. And I remember sitting in Florida. It was my daughter's college graduation. And I said to myself, there's billions of people on TikTok. Billions. Why can't I have some of them? And honestly, it's funny because I think if I remember back to that, I remember, why can't I get a half a million of those? Why can't a half a million people follow me? That's a percentage of a percentage of a percentage of the whole. Why not me? I'm good enough. I've got ideas. And here we are. Not quite a year out. I got a half million followers in about five months. It's stagnated since. But why, why not me to get a million? Why not you to get the job, to get the relationship, to get the house, to get the promotion? Why not you? Of course you. I would say 90% of the shit we don't get in life is because we don't feel worthy. We have this imposter syndrome that everybody else deserves it but us. I was teaching my husband this uh, about self-limiting beliefs. I swear to God, I could have killed him. We're driving in the car yesterday. He's like, oh, I took that stuff about uh, blockers to work with me and told my staff. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Blockers? What? What are you talking about? Blockers. You know Blockers. Blockers. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, there's, if I had a conversation with you about blockers, clearly I was on something. Clearly tequila was in the mix. So as we're driving and he's, he's like, you know, like where you, you're going and you're, you're doing something and there's something in your head that tells you you can't get there. I go, oh, self-limiting beliefs, blocks. Yeah, blockers, duh. This is, this is my life. Wacko. So what he did, he was talking to his um, staff and he said, uh, how much money do you think 
that you're going to make this year? Who here thinks they're going to make $100,000 this year? Hands go up in commission. He talks about 125,000 hands go up. And then he said, without getting out your calculators, how much do you think in dollars you need to sell a day for a five-day work week to get to $125,000 a year? This kid says $1,000 a day. That kid says $1,500 a day. Some other kids said whatever, right? He said, it's like $444 a day. He said, mouth's jaws dropped. What? $400 a day? How's that possible? How is that possible? They get out their calculators. They start doing the math. Sure enough. Sure enough. But to these kids, these 20-somethings, $125,000 was so far out there. They had never made that much money. They had never done the math. It seemed way big, way outside of their scope. And when my husband made it small for them, the moat got tiny. The alligators disappeared and it became accessible. I remember after I had my daughter, Skylar, she was born in 1998. And I remember thinking to myself that I wanted to lose weight. I was done. You know, I'd had two kids and I wanted to lose weight. And I remember telling myself, well, if I start today, she was born November 2nd. So right around Christmas time, she was eight weeks old. You know, you're starting to get the swing of breastfeeding and all this other shit. And I said, if I start this Christmas, by next Christmas, I will be where I want weight-wise, photograph-wise, life-wise. If I start now, next Christmas's pictures will be what I want them to be. Well, of course they were. I lost 75 pounds that year. I was working out, doing the thing, eating right, yada. And sometimes when we have these big goals, these big dreams, we need to break them down and make them palatable. What do they say? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So how do you go at a goal? Break it down. What do I need to do every week? What do I need to do every day? What do I, how many phone calls do I need to make? How many emails do I need to send? What does that look like per my day to get where I want to go? And what do I do when I don't even know that there is a place I want to go? What do I do when I don't even know what the dream is because I haven't been exposed to it yet? I love that. And honestly, with social media and the internet and TV shows and Netflix and all these good things, the beauty is, is that we are exposed to more things, vacations and different places to visit, different careers that we didn't even know existed. When my older two kids were younger, my daughter said she wanted to be a writer. And so I would always tell her, you know, being a writer doesn't necessarily mean that you're writing a book. And so as we would go throughout the day in our life, I would say, see that advertisement? Someone wrote that. That music uh, that you're listening to, someone's writing the lyrics to that. The newspaper article, whatever it is, the marketing campaign, those are all written by somebody, copywriter, right? 
And so I would try to expose their brains to jobs and experiences that I just because of the world and the way it was back in the 80s, didn't have exposure to the things. There was no internet. There was no social media. I had the, the, the view of my hometown. That was it. And what my parents would tell me. That's all I had. So when I was growing up, my choices were teacher, lawyer, car salesperson. So I took the LSAT and got up in the middle of it when we took our break. And actually, I think it was the PLSAT, the practice LSAT. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. I want a cigarette and I have no desire to go back in that test. So that was the end of my lawyer career, attorney career. I was at the PLSAT and a cigarette. I'm like, I'm out. This is not for me. I mean, if you can't sit for a test, you sure the hell cannot sit there and write a brief. Just saying. So that was the end of that career. So my next career, clearly, because well, I tried teacher also at college. I tried to get a teaching degree. And the idea of someone, me having to make lesson plans for each day that someone was going to approve. I mean, just saying that makes me want to claw all of my skin off. Clearly, I have an issue with authority. So that was off the table. And so that whittled my life down to then selling cars. So I literally went through the two things on my vision screen and my family members is checking the box and nope and nope and perfect, we'll sell cars. And then after I sold cars and then I became a mom, which clearly I knew how to do that because all the women around me were doing that. And so it made perfect sense. And please know, because... You know how it is. I'm not saying anything about being a mom. I've actually been a stay-at-home mom for decades. So this is not a negative. It's just that's what I had in my my eyesight is moms. And so that was very comfortable role for me to be in and um, made a lot of sense to my brain and my sensibilities and what I was capable of regardless of how smart I was, the fact that I went to college and got straight A's, honor rolls, dean's list, the whole nine yards, it did not give me the wherewithal to dream big. That's not to say that other people couldn't or didn't because they did. But if we look back before the internet, if we look back before this wild turn of events of, you know, seeing what's out there by way of television and social media, the internet, the news, et cetera, most kids in the world do what their parents do. They take over their parents' company. The cobbler's kid becomes a cobbler. The dry cleaner's kid becomes a dry cleaner. Like I'm not off base here, let alone back in the 80s and 90s. So don't come for me, bro. So learn to dream big by exposing yourself to the world around you. And when you see something, pay attention to the beliefs in your head, the moat around you with all those alligators telling you that you can't do it, that that's not for you. I don't care if it's weight or hair or clothing or jobs or careers or writing a book or learning to sing or playing the guitar or being an artist or having a, a partner or having or adopting children, having a family. 
starting a podcast. Do you know how many people have started podcasts around me since I started a podcast? I must make it look easy. <laughs> I must make it look fun, which it, it is both, actually. That said, I have the world's greatest editor and editing team over at Wild Home Podcasting. So shout out to Caroline and the team over at Wild Home Podcasting. Go ahead and put that in the show notes for everybody to find you, Caroline. They make my job much easier. But see, this is the thing. I mean, my mom even, I, I want to start a podcast, you know? I, it's got to be easier doing it. But that's how it works, guys. That's how it works. Keep your eyes open. Look around, level up, join groups, join the Chamber of Commerce, join women's groups, join a, 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 you know, a, a yoga Pilates studio that you see people that are eating right and living right and being healthy. Join groups where they're mom entrepreneurs or dad doctors groups or whatever it is, whatever the thing is that you want to be, go hang out with those people. And then check yourself and say, what is the shit in my head that is replaying like ridiculously that's keeping me from getting over there? What is that? I have a friend. I'm not even kidding you. This guy is a grown ass man. Very successful. Probably one of my most successful friends. Multimillionaire. And he will not touch any food that has fruit or vegetables in it. Like, I'm telling you that if it's like got a little bit of green stuff, I will see the plate and there will be the little bit of green stuff not eaten. Like that is a limiting belief. As stupid as that sounds, if your brain is saying, I don't, I can't, I'm not going to, I shouldn't, freaking check yourself. You're wasting life. On this limiting belief that you don't eat certain foods. Now, granted, I'm not going to eat one of those egg things that they used to have on that one TV show that was like an egg, but the chicken was still like had feathers. And I'm not eating that. That is I'm not eating. I have laws and limitations here. But the thing of it is, is check yourself when you're saying I can't, I won't, I shouldn't, I'll never get there, whatever. Check yourself. What am I doing? Do not be at the mercy of your brain. That's insanity. Don't do it. Expose yourself to things. Expose yourself to the world. Check your limiting beliefs. Pay attention to what your mind is telling you. You got this, guys. If you don't mind, take a second to leave a review on my podcast. If you go to my website, there's places where you can leave comments, concerns, questions, anything of the like on my podcast page of my website. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any questions, any topics you'd like me to touch base on. Please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Share this with friends, family, coworkers. If you know of anyone who would love or need to hear about self-limiting beliefs, this episode can be shared easily. I look forward to speaking to you guys next week where I'll be coming to you with There Is No Story. Let's remove the anchor. I'll see you guys here next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillets.com 
or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.